Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 145 of Yes, Have Some podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg, and I'm here, as always, in Atlanta, Georgia, with Abigail Gardner. What's up, y'all? And Jacob Walsh. Hello. All right. I think that's I think that's an that's episode. It. That's it. I think we're we're done. done. I mixed it up. I said y'all instead of guys, so that's that's new. That's fun. That's uh, gonna be good. It's a word. <laughs> so 145 episodes into this thing, we're finally figuring out how to use our equipment. Things are really moving along. I would say swimmingly. <laughs> yeah, we're nowhere we're, near the cross rips 200, but we're getting there. We've finally figured out how to <laughs> properly use Skype. Yeah. Did we, though? No. I don't think we did. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little salty this week, everybody. Okay, why? Why? Um, I don't know. I'm, I know we're going to Ghostbusters Fan Fest, but Star Wars Celebrations this weekend, and I'm mm. just getting a little bit of that fear of missing out yeah. kind of thing. You're getting defensive because well, you're sad. You know what? I, I can fix that for you. Sit down. Watch Solo. And The Last Jedi. And then watch The Last Jedi. <laughs> and then you'll be glad you're not there. Here, here's my rebuttal. <sighs> okay. Think about how much fun you had at the last Star Wars celebration. Yeah, I know. Yeah, before, that was before two shitty movies came out. <laughs> God. <laughs> I know. That was when I was excited about Star Wars. <laughs> Jake, what is it going to take to get you excited about Star Wars again? I feel like... Uh, not a shitty movie. It's going to take Star Wars to make something good. Solo's garbage. Last Jedi has some cool stuff in it, but it overall sucks. Welcome our new listeners as well. Um, I, uh, I always wonder what it's like when people tune in for the first time. We got a... Uh, they're yeah. like, these people are mad. Yeah, <laughs> polarizing. Why are they so mad? <laughs> so we got we're gonna talk about Pet Cemetery tonight. Uh we're gonna we're gonna save it till the last half of the show. That way, um if you haven't seen Pet Cemetery yet, nothing gets spoiled. Buried you have the time lead. to go watch it. Um <laughs> Yeah, you have time to go watch it. Something's getting buried. Um <laughs> Yeah, people are gonna I'm just, just doing my own jokes over here. Yeah, people are gonna turn off the podcast, bury it, and hopes it comes back nicer. Uh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have like a wonky yeah. eye. <laughs> we, we got an email from a, a, a new listener who found, I guess uh, they were a, a big Stephen King fan and found us. Um, I guess the episode they found was our Pet Cemetery trailer review, the second trailer, the one that had uh, the reveal of, of the, some of the big changes from the from the book to the movie. And 
Um, it was a long email and it was really funny because it was clearly directed at Abby and Jake, mostly Jake and mostly me. Yeah. And she was just like, one of your hosts said, and this was a quote from our podcast. I don't know how any Stephen King fan could be excited about this movie after watching this trailer. And I was just like, <laughs> and, uh, and, it, 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 and I responded. I was like, hey, thank you so much for the feedback, I guess. But um, uh, I think she actually made a good point, though, which ended up like somehow kind of ringing true in the movie, which I don't know if we can get into. We'll, yet, we'll but. get there. But anyways, I thought it was funny because that was an example of a new listener finding us and mm-hmm. us saying something that enraged them <laughs> enough to it was a it was like a three page email. It was great. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I loved great. it. Um, so I hope they, I hope they are still listening. I, I hope that they're not like, I hope they didn't like listen to that episode and were like, I don't like these opinions and just stop. I hope that, I hope they're continuing to listen. I, the last line of the email was, um, fuck off and die. No, no, no. The, la- <laughs> the last, uh, the last line of the email was thanks for making a great podcast. So I think, Dude, oh, yeah, cool. I, I think like, uh, Hey man, it, it's the it's the old rule of professional wrestling. If you're getting a response, mm-hmm. good or bad, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, right. So I don't want a bad response. But it'll be interesting when we talk about Pet Cemetery to see if uh, those those original feelings held true or if we liked it or didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the suspense is killing me. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's bring that listener out at the end of the show. To, out <laughs> to bring them out, out like this what? is a talk show. Like out of out of, out of the email. <laughs> out of the email. She's hiding she in the is. back bedroom. Jake, let's talk it out. Okay. Um, yeah. Talk and shows. oh, her name was L. Blair. Was her her name? No. Blair. <laughs> <L>. Blair. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. Uh. Um. So. <laughs> Anyways, well, welcome everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Can't wait to talk about Pet Cemetery. A lot going on, uh, including the big news. Uh, I feel like every in between our episodes, there's always going to be for the next year and a half. There's going to be something Ghostbusters related that happens. Mm-hmm. So I figure we just kick off our shows uh, talking about some of it. Let's do it. Um, mm-hmm. The official announcement came out for the uh, 35th anniversary Ghostbusters. And Ghostbusters 2, do not forget. Uh, Blu-rays, the, the 4K steelbook that's going to be coming out uh, June 11th of this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I am very excited for a couple different reasons. A, I made a commitment to myself a long time ago that is every single version of Ghostbusters that comes out, I don't care how many copies of it I own. I saw people <laughs> like, oh, I'm not buying a Blu-ray for the third time. And I was like, oh, I guess you're not a real fan. Yeah. Like, I guess you're not a real fan. Like you don't already own seven copies of Ghostbusters yeah. on some sort of vintage Format. thing you probably can't even play. Well, it's <laughs> like, Jake, did you buy the, um, there's a new Pet Cemetery steelbook at Best Buy. You sure bought did. that, right? It's cute. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you didn't need to buy it. I you- did not at all. I I didn't even like. I opened it and then I gave away the digital code on um, uh, our uh, what what's that thing we we group do therapy? group therapy. There I just is. gave away the code on there because I already have the code. I already own other copies of the movie. Um, but it's a steel book and it's a great cover. So I fucking yeah, bought it. There that is go. a great cover. I and bought that- it because I'm a real fan. Yeah. Now. 
if my logic was I'm always going to buy it if it's a great cover, that would not apply. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Not at all. Would not apply to this. Um, no. We had a discussion, Craig and I, were we were like, oh, good. They're finally going to fix the cover and give us something like really good. Um, and it's not to I don't want to harp on it. It was funny. The. The night before they made this announcement, uh, we kind of got clued in that this was coming. And I was talking to uh, Chris Stewart uh, from the Interdimensional Crossrip podcast. And I was like, you know, I just hope like the the last couple covers have been like green and then there was blue. And I was like, I just want a black cover with the Ghostbusters logo. That's all I want. And I was like, and no matter what, I just hope they don't use the logo they used on the last release, which was like this new hybrid logo where the no ghost is on one hand holding up a number one. Yeah. And the it other looks hand, like I'm not going to, but it doesn't look yeah. great. Yeah. It's it's I get it. There's a marketing yeah. department that says we have to let people know that, that both movies both are them. in there. Um, honestly, I think the better thing to do would just put the good, Put the Ghostbusters logo and then in big, bold text, write both movies <laughs> or just put both logos on the cover. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but logo. Uh, notwithstanding. Yeah. Be that mm-hmm. as it may. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'm very excited about the, the Blu-ray. These uh, there's tons and tons. Of, it's not just a double dip re-release of the of the original releases. There's a. Um, there's a ton of new stuff. There's new featurettes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, six rare and newly unearthed deleted scenes, including the long-rumored, long-requested Fort Detmering scene, which, if you're not familiar, we all know the the famous scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghostbusters Let's talk were... About were uh, you know, it's the scene when I watched it as a kid, I was like, oh, this is where Ray naps and sees a ghost. What's happening? <laughs> it's the scene when you're a kid, you were like, what is happening right is now? Happening? Yeah. Where'd, that, where'd that ghost go? Why yeah. are his pants coming off? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Why is he making that weird face? What does that mean? <laughs> it's the scene that gets brought up every year. And then one day you grew up and you made that weird face and you, <laughs> all of a sudden you were like, oh. Yeah. I get this it. This is what happened in Ghostbusters. The only problem is <laughs> when I grew up and made that weird face, I was still by myself. And I was watching Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> there was no ghost. I was probably actually just watching Ghostbusters. Too personal. Said, yeah. This is, did I cross the line? I think Jake move. started it. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways. So here's the thing. Ghostbusters started it. Ghostbusters started this. Um, w- w- Ray's wearing like a weird costume. He's wearing like... Weird uh, colonial pajamas uniform. It's like so. It, it came out at some point that there was a whole scene filmed. The scene in the movie was Ray and Winston go to invest to gate. They don't go to invest. All right, <laughs> Ray and Winston go to a bank to make some investments. No, they go to this uh, Fort Detmering and they have some sort sort of encounter. And the scene that we see in the in the montage with Ray was actually a longer, more drawn out drawn out scene. And this is the scene in the movie when they're driving back from uh, uh, near the end of the movie. We see Ray and Winston go over the bridge and they have the whole conversation about uh, the end of the world and revelations and everything, which is a great scene. That is the aftermath of um, of this scene, which is kind of funny because it's like, you know, after Ray does his business, he goes to you know to some deep, dark places. He's yeah. contemplating humanity and the end of the world and everything else. Sure. Uh, so. All that to say, this scene was missing from time. It was the store. It was in uh, a storage locker. They discovered it a couple of years ago, and now they restored it. It's going to be on the. 
Blu-ray, which is amazing. Um, along with other deleted scenes, outtakes, there's going to be this exhibitor reel. Jake, did you see the clip uh, of this with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd? Um, I did. It, it, um, it, it's funny. It is funny. It, it, it was just like uh, whatever, whenever, um, I, I'm not sure exactly which version but we we got a we got some deleted scenes a few years ago that we had never seen, and it's like you you wonder how much more there can possibly be and how it can all possibly be just as funny as like the stuff in the movie. And even though it's not even like, what was that for? That extra footage that we're seeing now, it's like so, it's not even it's not even a deleted scene. It's like right. So basically, emotional. Like, it was a reel to like show theaters. Yeah. It was from the Show West exhibition. So basically. Um, you know they do CinemaCon every year, uh, where mm-hmm. we they they mm-hmm. just had it last week. It's in Vegas. Yeah. It's a big convention where all the theater owners go. What they used to have to do every this was like the precursor to that. They would have all of the theater owners, the big chains, the independent chains, come out, and they would have these presentations to entice them to show these movies uh, in their theaters. So basically. There's this video, there's a little clip online, but we're going to get the full video of Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray in their flight suits in front of the Ecto, pitching them on why they should show Ghostbusters mm-hmm. at their theater coming up this summer. And um, It's like legitimately funny. It's, Bill Murray is just so funny. Yeah, they're just like He's like, around. he says something along the lines of like, if your kids, you know, they don't, they didn't respect you before, but you take them to this movie and they'll finally respect you. Something like that. Um, so that's going to be on there, which is. Totally true. Uh, that's going to be on there. There's going to be some outtakes. Um, and all of the original features are going to be on there as well. Yep. Then you got Ghostbusters 2, the first ever commentary with Dan Aykroyd, Joe Medjuk, and Ivan Reitman. And I've been mm-hmm. wanting a Ghostbusters 2 commentary forever. Yeah. Because yeah. we, mm-hmm. we just don't know as much about that movie. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm thrilled for that. Yeah. Every time I see Ivan Reitman talk about that movie, he he goes, yeah, I always kind of thought Oscar was actually Peter's son. And I'm like, well, what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm like, explain. Yeah. Explain. <laughs> hey, hey, you directed it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just do this later. You're like J.K. He's Rowling. like talking about like, he's like telling his fan theories about a movie that he made. <laughs> you made it. Oh, my God. It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Oh, I, did I just accidentally quote Ghostbusters? Jesus Christ. Uh, you did. It just popped in there. Okay. So um, it's going to have the full Oprah Winfrey interview with the cast of Ghostbusters Yeah, I'm too, for that. Which um, there's like kind of – there's versions online, but they're not complete. They're very bad quality. And like it's going to be cool. I'm assuming it's going to be a, a nice remastered version of that. Um, the unfinished teaser trailer for Ghostbusters 2 featuring the full commercial from the film – which is, I'm just assuming the the commercial with the thermal with the mug balloons. and the balloons. Yeah. So oh, that's really cool. That and then, is cool. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff on these Blu-rays. Uh, the real Ghostbusters pilot that uh, Rob Bobbieri, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Bobby Eighties, friend yeah. of the podcast, he restored that. Uh, that's going to be on there. Um, which is amazing. And then um, there's a, a fan commentary. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not the only one that we know who worked on yeah. some of those. There's going to be a fan commentary. And uh, I don't, that's all we'll talk about. No, I'm that's just kidding. No, no, we have no more to say about that. In my notes, it literally says fan commentary featuring not us. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Love you, Chris and Troy. We yes, um, we're, we're extremely excited for our friends at the CrossRip, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart, who are the hosts of the Interdimensional CrossRip podcast, which is the only active and most successful uh, full Ghostbusters podcast. They've been going for five years. We're really proud of those guys. They were invited to be part of this commentary with Sean Bishop, who, if you don't know who Sean Bishop is, he's... He knows more about Ghostbusters props than anybody. He's got ectos. He's been building proton packs for 25 years. Um, And then Ashley Victoria Robinson. I wasn't familiar with her. She hosts a podcast Mm -hmm. called the Geek History Lesson Podcast. Um, And it was moderated by Eric Reich uh, from Ghost Course. So uh, Chris and Troy talked about it uh, at length on their podcast this week i definitely suggest you go listen to that because it sounded like a really cool experience Mm -hmm. and uh it sounds like they took like a really deep dive into all like the facts and background um throughout their commentary so i'm excited and it's kind of funny too because i was kind of thinking of it like i would absolutely love to do that and hey maybe we'll put out our own commentary you never know but i like that like those guys go so deep on like minute details like i could totally see us being there and like just watching it, forgetting we're doing a commentary, yeah. just just laughing and enjoying the film. And yes. like they have to pause it. They're like, "Hey, you're gonna have to talk at some point." Hey, so, Abby, you're gonna have to stop <laughs> eating Twizzlers and hitting the table. Hear, I just want to hear. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Abby just disconnects it, like pour, spills a Dr Pepper. I have the a sign microphone. up underneath my microphone that says "Mind the Mic" and no pounding because I have been warned about my hitting the table. Um, <laughs> so so no, we're we're, we're very excited, and I can't wait to listen to that and. How cool is that that they they did that? I don't really recall other movies or franchises having like a fan commentary on official uh, DVD. So uh, yeah, congrats to those guys. It's in yeah, I'm excited. That's an enriching, like a very enjoyable thing to be a part of. I imagine I'm excited to listen. I'm a little jealous that we weren't there, but it'll be cool to hear them on there. So I mean, they're to probably going to ask us to do the Ghostbusters two commentary. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Just waiting for that email or the answer the call commentary. Okay. Can we just submit that that on our own? (laughs) Just email Eric. Eric, we did something. Feel free to put it on the DVD that's already like (laughs) produced and out. It's really good. No, you know Walmart. They pack. Remember? Okay, I got it. I figured it out. Remember a couple years ago, like all those DVDs at Walmart, they added like extra shrink wrap and put a Ghostbusters patch inside. Mm -hmm. Yes. We'll just put a answer the call commentary on a burnt CD. What? I love <laughs> and this. They could just add and a it patch to all the and then just like saran idea. wrap it around. Idea. Hey, Jake says it's a good idea. Yeah. We won't make any money off it, but we'll be getting our name out there. Oh, we'll make some right. money. <laughs> I think it's a great <laughs> <Right>. idea. <laughs> um, I love that Eric is moderating that. Um, I've always wondered this. I'm going to have to ask Eric. If you're listening, Eric, just email me and tell me the answer, or I will ask you at FanFest. Eric has worked for Ivan Reitman for like eight, nine, ten years. Uh, I've always wondered like how much Eric cared about Ghostbusters like before getting that job. Because what I know about Eric... Before he became Mr. Ghostbuster? Well, I know he went to like film school and he wanted to break into the film industry or whatever. And he ended up becoming Ivan Reitman's assistant and has worked his way up. And now he's he's running Ghost Corps. But I always wondered like, is there a chance like... When Eric was like 17 or 18, he was like, I don't give a fuck about Ghostbusters. And now it's like his entire life. I love it. I mean, that's 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 possible. Dude, everybody gives a fuck about Ghostbusters. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, but major props to those guys. Major props to Eric uh, for 
all that he does. And uh, I'm very excited about this DVD. And I'm pretty sure that this is the DVD that we're getting at, at FanFest. Fan but here's my stress. You guys ready for some impromptu stress? Yeah. Do it. So we're going to get a signed copy of this DVD just for going to FanFest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to... You can't play... You can't open and like... That's, oh, that's, you're going to buy it. Is it going to be in plastic? Are they going to sign the plastic? That'd be dumb. But still, it has mm. to... I, there's no way I'm going to be able to open up a signed case. No. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to buy we'll another just, one. You'll just have to buy another one. Yeah, Listen, absolutely. if yeah. I know them like I think I do. They'll give us two? They'll give us each two copies. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to get two copies. Yeah. What because if they there's give... two of you, but still, you'd, like, you'd no. still feel weird opening one of them. Here's the thing. I hope they give us each two copies and one certificate certificate for a detoff to put it in. That's like I was God, I was literally about to make the that's, same joke. That's likely. That yeah, probably for the YHS crew only, we get two. <laughs> They're just plus giving, detoff. All, giving out detoff. Dude, yeah. we should make a video of, out fest of us look searching for our detoff certificates. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so listen, lots of good stuff happening. Very excited about that DVD. Um, and you know what? In five years for the 40th anniversary, we're going to get another DVD. And I will buy it. Well, actually, DVDs might not exist then. But <laughs> they'll do something. Yeah. And we're going to be on that commentary. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, okay, cool. So, before we move on to our fuck budget... Um, any other uh, loose ends, housekeeping? I almost called it homekeeping. Jake, <laughs> Jake, you finally mm-hmm. found some uh, Godzilla toys today? Yeah, I saw I you found, I found two. Um, I went to Walmart, and they were in, like, it was weird. They weren't even, like, they were on the shelf, but kind of hidden on the very bottom shelf and, and placed where they're not even, like, faced out where you can really see them. You're, like, seeing the side of the box, but... All they had was the uh, the King Ghidorah figure and the Rodan figure, which I, I bought one of each. Um, um, it, it looks like they're slowly starting to trickle out. Like I, I've seen some people, you know, post pictures of an entire pallet full of everything, but I guess they just got a a case. Either either that's all they got so far, or that's just all they've put out. But I did I did find a couple. Um, How do they look? They look great, man. Uh, the Rodan is a little weird looking, um, but that's something we knew. You know, we've seen pictures. The King Ghidorah looks great. I kind of want to open it. I kind of don't. Well, we'll see. Buy another one if you're real. They're fan. not getting. They're not getting open. They're not getting open. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Um, well, listen. If yeah, it's I'm anything like Fan Fest, too. they're going to give you two and a detoff. So yeah. that's fine. Um, give we, me two and a detoff. We need to also maybe we should warn people like um, who I feel like. We're going to gain a lot of new listeners as we get closer to FanFest, as we get closer and closer to this new Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. People need to realize that everything that we say is 100% true. Yeah, and that <laughs> or it comes true. Take it to heart. Do, we're not messing around. Okay. No. <clears throat> um, we're getting two in a detoff. <laughs> two in a detoff. <laughs> uh, real quick, before we get to the fuck budget, let's talk about Patreon. The Yes Have Some Patreon program. I just named it that. It's a program? It's a program. Are we helping people? It is a rehabilitation for the stressed of society. Hey, I like that. Uh, it's patreon.com slash yes have some. We're having a ton of fun with these bonus episodes. Two to three episodes a month for $5. It helps us a ton. Helps us keep the lights on. Helps us pay for all the hosting and the 
equipment and all the stuff that goes into putting on a podcast. And we give back these bonus episodes. We go deep dive into movies that we haven't really covered on the regular podcast. We have, uh, we, we it's let lo- you decide what movies we're going to watch. It's That's looser. New. It's a looser yeah. version, a somehow even more loose version of <laughs> Yes, Have Some. Uh, so we've been getting a lot of good feedback. We really, really hope that everybody is enjoying uh, what we're doing. Last week, we had our Godzilla 98 episode, and we're going to have two more deep dive episodes into movies this month. We put up a poll in Yes, Have Some Group Therapy, which is the official Facebook group of group uh, Yes, Have Some. And uh, we have a runaway winner for our next movie. So Rocky I'll make the announcement right now. Emily. What was that? I said Rocky loves Emily. Does he? Yeah, I think. All right. But does Emily give a fuck about Rocky? Gosh, she should. He's cute. Uh, Three Ninjas is the movie that we're going to be doing next week. Now. I'm not going to lie to everybody. I loved Three Ninjas when I was a kid. I have not seen it in probably 20 years. So I'm very much looking forward to uh, watching it and taking it all in. And I'm sure it's exactly like I remember it. Because I remember watching it as a kid and going, oh, this is Home Alone and Karate Kid in the same movie. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yeah. I was like heavily obsessed with that movie when I saw it. I uh, really liked Colt. I remember, um, yeah, I just, I have a lot of memories of that movie and really liking it. I haven't seen it, though, since I was little, so I'm excited to go back and see what it's all about. Jake, what are your memories of Three Ninjas? Um, Pretty much the same as yours. I remember watching it a lot when I was younger, um, but I don't really remember anything about it. Um, But, yeah, I'm sure it has the quality of Home Alone. (laughs) I'm sure it's just as good as Home Alone. (laughs) Sure, it's just as good, we'll see. So we're going to take a dive into that. And if you want to get on on that, you're going to go to patreon.com slash yes, have some. The second you sign up, you put your $5 on the table. You put it on a table and it's you're not going to get anything. But if you sign up for the yes, have some Patreon, you will immediately gain access to all of our bonus episodes. We've been doing this since last July, coming up on a year. And uh, there's a lot of really great content. You get the full archive and obviously all of the episodes going forward. Sign up today at patreon.com slash yes, have some. Are we ready to do the fuck budget? Yes. Let's do it. I'm ready. It's been a couple weeks. And we're going to do God. We're going to do Godzilla's revenge at some point. Yeah. On Patreon. I mean, I called that when I saw the image of the little baby Godzilla. There's a baby Godzilla. He's just a baby. That's going to be so cute. (laughs) All right, let's do the fuck budget. I think so, but it's not. Okay. I can't wait. All right, everybody, it's time for the Yes, Have Some Fuck Budget. This is the segment where we take five topics in the world of movies, TV, toys, anything that we consider Yes, Have Some centric. And I give Jake and Abby ten fuck bucks each, and they have to allocate these fuck bucks appropriately. They have to spend them wisely, and they cannot spend more fuck bucks than they have. It is taking the world by storm. Mm-hmm. I ka-ching, think. ka-ching. <laughs> I just really want you to add ka-ching, ka-ching noises into this later. I can do that. I'd appreciate it. All right. Are you all ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Jason Reitman. 
Are you pausing to add ka-ching, ka-ching noises right now? There's going to be some ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> I was getting my notes up. Money! <clears throat> okay. I, I can add them. Jason Reitman. <laughs> uh, writer, director of the upcoming Ghostbusters movie, Jason Reitman, has been added to the lineup for Ghostbusters Fan Fest, which is the first ever celebration of Ghostbusters, June 7th and 8th on the Sony lot. We will be there. When it comes to Jason Reitman being added as the latest guest, Jacob Walsh, how many fucks do you give? I gave it three fucks. Um, I'm super excited about FanFest, and any guest they add is is awesome. But, you know, the writer, director, you know, of the new film, son of the director of the old films, like, it just shows me, like... We're going to be getting stuff from the new movie. We're probably going to be getting other actors from the new movie. I'm just excited, like just all around excited. Um, Word. You know, it's just it's it's good time. It's good times for Ghostbusters. Yeah, dude. Feels good to say that. Times are good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dark ages are over. Uh, I gave this five fucks um, because I think that uh, Jason Reitman is going to add a lot of fresh excitement to the lineup um, the fan list, or excuse me, the guest list at FanFest, and um, I was really hoping his name was going to be mentioned, and um, I'm excited to be in his presence and to hear about his process, um, and mm-hmm. like, honestly, just like Jake, like you said, I feel like this may open the door up to some other guests from the new movie, like Finn Wolfhard or Carrie Coon or McKenna Grace, that would be awesome, um, and yeah, would we, when I see uh, Jason Reitman, I'm going to be like, yo, you know, your dad... He proposed to me in a video, and that's going to be my opener, so I'm really really excited about that. He's going to be like, oh, cool. Hey, security, can you remove her? Get this girl out of here. No, Abby's opener is going to be like, Abby like the road. Oh, shut up, Jake. Jake, I'm so, I hate, Jake, literally, I want to, I want to, I can't. I have to have a better line. I know, I have this whole thing. I'm like, Abby, like the road, the normal, the downton. I do this routine. I love that routine. Oh, it's not. Yeah. Hi, my name's Abby. Like the it's road. With an e? He's gonna be like, "Hi, I'm." What if he's like, "I'm Jason, like the Voorhees." Oh, yeah. And then he's gonna be like, "Cool, get security. Yeah, get her out of here. Get her out of here. Get man. her out." Um, I'm. I think it's awesome. I'm. I, I think we were all expecting Jason Reitman to be there in some capacity. Sure. Um, but I think announcing it ahead of time is a very good idea because i've seen some people like you see people on like the gb fans message boards people keep talking about like what's going to be revealed when it's going to be revealed and i've seen multiple people over the last couple weeks who have been like they're not going to talk about the new movie at fan fest it's all about the 35th anniversary and i'm just like why would you think that yeah Yeah. like out of all of the that's a that's not a very educated it's a fantastic spot to make announcements and to talk about the movie it's before it's going to be filmed so it would be a perfect like media opportunity to drop some news yeah like i don't think we're we're not gonna obviously we're not gonna get a trailer but maybe we'll get some images some you know some secrets some uh, some announcements maybe some casting Mm -hmm. or something or we'll, we'll 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 find out something even if there's no trailer which like it's funny that you're like well it's before filming so we're not gonna get a trailer hey remember that time we randomly got a trailer just out of nowhere but also um there could be photos of like you know maybe they'll show us some like behind the scenes some maybe we'll see the car maybe we'll see some equipment you know we get there could be anything yeah right I want to have a bet going to see who's the first what person. What if it's Bill Murray? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh-uh. If they say, hey, let's meet our cast and Bill Murray walks out. Oh, my. Hey, 
we should take bets. Is that happening? Is that, that we're taking that bets happen. on? It, I wanted to take bets on who was going to be the first hey, person to raise their hand. I, and go. I hope it. I hope that happens. So all the people bitching about uh, the 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 hundred and fifty dollar price point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll shut the fuck Dude, up. Some guy, yeah. some guy. Hey, uh, when, it's worth it. When Wizard made the post on Facebook that Jason Reitman was coming, one of the first comments this guy goes, "Glad he's getting to go. Still can't afford it." Like, shut the um, fuck up. Yeah, that's dumb on a lot of <laughs> levels. I was going to have a bet on who's the first person to raise their hand and ask Jason Reitman if his dad still thinks these guys are full of crap. Because oh, I feel like that question's going to be asked so yeah. much. It's going to be the running joke. I'm so, gonna be sick of it. A couple more things because I do want to talk about this. Um, on the website, Wizard World has it listed as Jason Reitman, writer director of 2020 Ghostbusters, and Brownstone Boy number two. Um, <laughs> yes, I love yeah. that. But they said he's from Ghostbusters, and I was like, it's from Ghostbusters too, mister. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll let him slide on that. No, I think it's cool. I really hope they have a dedicated, like, imagine if they put up the lineup and it's like 11 a.m. Ghostbusters 2020 panel, like yeah. that's like Star mm-hmm. Wars hey, level stuff. Yeah, how, dude. How excited? How excited would we get if in the in the program it said you know Ghostbusters 2020 panel Jason Reitman plus special guests? Oh my yep. god. Yep. 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 That's yep, the yep. kind of shit they do. Like, remember last year at Star Wars Celebration, we were on our way to Star Wars Celebration when we found out at the panel they just randomly had Harrison Ford and John Williams like yeah. unannounced just there. Yeah. God, what I'll if Harrison Ford it. and John Williams shows up to Fan Fest? God damn it. <laughs> Can we not talk about Star Wars Celebration? I keep getting sad. Okay, but seriously, I think that Jason Reitman, be, I I think cast announced, like, yes, I think Finn Wolfhard might be there or Carrie Coon or some of these. But, like, let's face it. We're going to be in the process of getting to know them and getting to know those characters. Everybody is asked. Like, they're not going to. The reason they have not announced who of the original cast is returning is because of Ghostbusters Fan Fest. So if Ernie Hudson walks out or Dan Aykroyd, that would be great, but we already know they're there. Mm -hmm. If Bill Murray or Sigourney Weaver walks out, if Bill Murray walked, if they said, let's meet our cast in the, Mm. okay, let me try to do this without getting choked up. (laughs) If they said, you guys want to meet the first member of our new cast? And the Ghostbusters music hits, and Bill Murray walks out. Oh my god! I sw- I don't know. I literally just che- I teared up. Like, what would I do? Because <laughs> people forget there's been three Ghostbusters movies, and Bill Murray's only been in all three of them. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> right. But there's this weird thing with the continuation of the original two, where you just have always assumed, well, Bill Murray's not going to do that. There's no way. Yeah. So. Yeah. If that were to happen, who knows? And he's out there dancing and singing, mm-hmm. and then he gets on the microphone and goes, "Well, I'm not going to be in this movie. I just wanted to hang out today." Yeah. <laughs> hey, what? I hope we, I don't I hope my, we have I don't good seats. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think we will. I think we will. Class ten. I think we probably <laughs> will. I think we're doing I good. So. <laughs> okay. Also, you're getting my expectations like way high yeah, for this. We're so, gonna go so how, I'm going to keep getting. Okay, the lights drop. A one-to-one scale. Everyone pro- gets a night with Bill Murray. A one-to-one scale prop replica set of Gozer's Temple <laughs> rises from the stage. <laughs> they put on the entire Universal Studios Ghostbusters Spooktacular show for yes. us. 
original cast. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. Wayne yes. Brady. Fuck. The, hey, and then and then when the lights come back on, Bill Murray is just laying across our laps. Yes. Oh yes. You get to do whatever you want. So oh. listen, I'm, I'm excited. I, whatever it ends up being, I'm glad he's going to be there. Um, I'm glad that Jason Reitman is already like he's been posting teaser pictures. They're about to ramp up production. Uh, it's all good. I'm very, very excited. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. else on this before we uh, move on? Nope. No, no. Alrighty. Um, I love this one. <laughs> Me too. It was announced that Mark Hamill, star of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and also mm-hmm. all of the Star Wars movies, except for a couple of them. <laughs> Did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Starkiller himself. Oh, no. Mark Hamill is uh, officially the voice of Chucky in the new Child's Play movie. And being the self-proclaimed number one Child's Play podcast on the internet, I think we need Mark Hamill on the show. Yeah. That's another story for another day. Abby, how many fucks do you give? No, duh. I give this three fucks uh, as a co-host of the number one self-proclaimed child. There he goes. I have to stop. <laughs> um, I just, I literally, this sounds like a uh, fake news clickbait. When I first heard it, I was like, no way. And after seeing his uh, Twitter video, which that was at like WonderCon that they announced it, um, that is amazing. And obviously it's true because it's Mark Hamill saying he's doing the voice of Chucky. Um, it still is mind blowing. It's two things I love coming together. I think that Mark Hamill has a great uh, voice for this. He's got like an easy evil, menacing, but still playful sound. Um, I think he's a very acceptable replacement for Brad Dorif, and I am excited about this, man. It's fucking cool. <laughs> Did you guys see the, uh, uh, before I go to Jake on April Fool's Day, the, the, the article that went around was like, Brad Dorif to reprise the role of Luke Skywalker in episode <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that, and I was like, oh, that feels like something we should have made up. Yeah, god, god damn, damn it. it. We've been ousted. We screwed up. Uh, <laughs> Jake, how many fucks? Um, I also gave it three fucks because uh, I love Child's Play and I and I think the direction this movie is going in seems very weird and different. But I, I'm I'm into it and I like it. And Mark Hamill is a very, very, you know, amazingly skilled voice actor. And it's like, oh, yeah, why not have him voice Chucky? I think he'll be great. It's going to be different enough. I'm just excited about so far, everything I've seen from this movie, I'm super excited about. And and it's fucking Mark Hamill. I love Mark Hamill. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it fits. Yeah. Yeah. We saw the trailer. Um, I, it's the same trailer, but we got to see it on the big screen uh, before right. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. And it just looks awesome. Like, it yeah, looks yeah awesome. it looks fun, right? People yeah. were like audibly reacting to it in the audience. Like just the trailer. So. Oh, good. And I also came out today that Bear McCrary is doing the uh, the score. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, he's, he's good. He's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, so, Battlestar. Yeah, I'm excited about, like, because Mark Hamill, he's got that, you know, that deep raspy. Mm-hmm. Like he can, he, I don't think he's going to replicate the chunky no, voice. No, right, but it's going to be something. It's going to be closer to the Joker. It'll be familiar because it's fucking Mark Hamill. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Hello, Batman. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Like, I didn't think you needed like a big name for this, but the fact that they got Mark Hamill, I'm like, I feel like that's the best case scenario. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Did Don Mancini like comment on this? Probably. Did he like not. post a picture of himself like throwing away his uh, <laughs> his uh, Return of the Jedi laser disc or something? Um, I hope so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited about it. Um. 
I, uh, I'm, we'll, we're going to cover that movie a lot when it comes out. And like just putting it out in the universe, I had this idea of having – I want to get Mark Hamill on the show but not ask him one Star Wars question. I no, think, not I at think all. We're not play. touching it. He would appreciate that. Yeah. He probably would. Yeah. I'd be like, this is how it goes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're so honored to have this guest on our show, a legend, ladies and gentlemen, star – of child's play, Mark Hamill. <laughs> now, Mark, I just got to ask it. Let me get it off the bat. How in the hell is Aubrey Plaza doing? <laughs> He's going to be like, I have no idea. It was all voiceover. I've never met Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> hey, listen, my favorite new uh, uh, yes, have some uh, phrase is get it off the bat. <laughs> is, did I say that? Yeah. What, uh, wait, and what what did I say? Just get it you off said, the bat. You said right off the top, Mark Hamill, let's get it off the bat. <laughs> oh, that's a real phrase. You know, no, it's like, not. Now, when a baseball hits a bat, you got to get it off the right bat. Off you got to get bat. it off the bat. Get it that's off my the favorite bat. one. Like when I'm something's stuck to the I'm bat. I'm expecting t-shirts. You get um, it off the bat. Yeah, too many eggs on right. the basket. You wipe it off. <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> hey, all three of us have called each other out. Are we all mad at each other? No. I called Jake out earlier. What did I call Jake out for? Wait, oh, now I called Jake out for talking shit about Pet Cemetery before seeing it. Jake called Abby out for her Abby Road introduction. So yeah. I just called out because I can't fucking talk. Classic. They're, those aren't call outs. It's just. I get called out for hitting the table. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to like have a intervention like and talk about this? <laughs> yeah. Or should I we can't quit podcasting. Budget? Okay. All right. what do we it's got? fun. We Number three on the fuck budget. Number three, Star Wars Episode Nine trailer news title uh-huh. all uh-huh. happening this Friday. Star Wars Celebration. I'm gonna be sitting in my living room, streaming it, pretending I'm at Celebration. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna. I want to make it feel like I'm at Celebration when I watch the trailer. So as soon as it starts, <laughs> I'm gonna walk. Turn it all the way down. I'm gonna we turn it down. My in front of me. The cats in front of the TV. Yeah, I'm gonna walk outside <laughs> down the street. <laughs> And yeah. then look at the house from there. Yeah. No, I'm going to sleep in the front yard Thursday night. Um, actually, a lot of people, so they're not allowing um, sleepovers anymore Like in, in the, the line. Yeah, I heard that. So it was just a lottery system. Like Ryan Dole messaged me today. He was selected to be in like the overflow room. So I don't know anybody who's going to be in there for the panel yet, except for the people who got VIP passes. Uh, right. But when it comes to the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer, also real quick, I love when the Star Wars VIP for uh, uh, Celebration went on sale. They're eight hundred and fifty a ticket, and I was like, "That is ridiculous. That is just too much money. So much money." And then when FanFest tickets went on sale, I was like, "Gimme, add to cart. Gimme, gimme, fifteen hundred. <laughs> do it, do it." Shows where my uh, alliances are. Jake, Episode yeah. Nine. Yeah. How many fucks? Um, I also gave this three fucks. I'm as you heard at the beginning of the episode, I'm in a weird spot with Star Wars. I love it. I also hate it at the same time. Um, But I am confident that going forward, we're going to see some good stuff. I'm hoping that J.J. Abrams is going to maybe like, um, I don't know, fix Star Wars again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if anybody can do it, he can. And even if even if the movie comes out, even if I hate the last two movies and I, we're not going to get into that. Even if I'm not happy with where Star Wars is currently, 
this fucking trailer is going to be amazing. I don't care what the movie ends up being like. The trailer is going to be exciting. It's going to be fun to see all these characters again, to see new characters, getting that music again, uh, getting a title. I'm, I'm excited for where Star Wars can go. And I am hopeful that this movie is amazing. And I'm I'm excited for the trailer. Wow. Abigail. I like how rosy Jake was about all that. You gave it three fucks. Why do you have to bring I up Rose? Why you Jake, bring up Rose? I gave it Will you let me do my thing? I gave it one fuck. Um and that's because I feel like if I if I give the trailer less fucks, then I will be pleasantly surprised by it. And if I have lowered expectations, then I won't be burned because of obviously solo and The Last Jedi and all of those things. Um yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a great trailer, but for me personally, I thought about giving this more fucks. I'm very, very sad that I'm not at Star Wars Celebration. It's making it even more difficult to see all of our friends posting pictures of them traveling there right now. Um, but I... Hey, some of our friends aren't even going to Celebration and they're still running into Star Wars people. Did you guys see that? Yeah, what? How? Yeah. Hal, Hal flew to California this morning and he got his Hal's picture Kramer. with fucking... He Ray is Park. Kramer. Yeah. yeah, with Ray Park. Fucking <laughs> fuck. Hey, yeah. Abby, real quick. Yo. When I told you earlier that... Just tell me the truth. When yeah. I said, hey, Hal got his picture with Ray Park, you thought I was talking about Ray Parker Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. <laughs> All right, back to Star Wars. I give more fucks about the fact that I'm not at Star Wars Celebration than I do about this upcoming trailer. Like I said, I'm just sense. trying to temper my expectations because I don't want to get like too hyped. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I think I'm hoping I'm blown away. I think that JJ is going to turn it around. And I want a T-shirt that says turn it around, JJ. With, like, him piloting the Millennium Falcon. Um, and I also God, really hope... That's a good idea. Thank you. Turn it around, JJ. I hope the title is Skywalkers. I don't know how, like... Has that already been dispelled, that rumor? It was weird. Like, Ain't It Cool News reported that. And I like, want it to be about the family. That's what I want. Ain't It Cool News has, like, fallen so far from where they were, like, 15 years ago that literally nobody paid attention or even reported on it. <laughs> Right. They were like, hey, we leaks news. <laughs> the movie's called Skywalkers, and everybody's just like, Walk. It's probably not true, it's probably but yeah. not. we'll oh, see. It gives me some hope. So there was an interview with J.J. Abrams, first time talking about it. He was talking about, like, the last thing he had planned was to come back to Star Wars. Colin Trevorrow was doing it, and uh, obviously he got fired for whatever reason. And uh, J.J. says he saw... He, in the editing process, he he said, I think we did something very special that people are going to be very satisfied with. So, I don't know. What, listen, I I genuinely like most J.J. Abrams movies. I'm on record as saying The Force Awakens is an incredible Star Wars movie, one of my favorites. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do we... Do we have any title predictions? I it's too hard to predict what we're going to see in the trailer, so let's just wait on it. But does anybody think they have like an idea of what this movie is going to be called? I have no clue. Yeah, I have no idea. The Red Wedding. I don't know. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. I have no clue. I feel like uh, all expectations for what the movie like. <clears throat> usually, when you get like a trilogy of films. You can kind of when by the time you've seen the second one, you can kind of see like where it's going. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, I don't feel like that for this one at all. Like, you know, the, the second one was so kind of all over the place um, with, you know, with its storylines. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing about the movie. I'm just saying it, it, it so went in opposite directions that I feel like we can we could go anywhere with 
with how this movie is going to end yeah. up. And Can we at least agree? I think it's going to be called Broom Sweeper. It's going to be all about the kid at the end of The Last Jedi sweeping his broom. <laughs> Misa thinks his doo-doo. Hey, listen. The Phantom Menace, forget everything you know about the movie, but just the title is one of the worst things I've ever heard. Like, that is so stupid. Yeah. But anyways, um, but I think The Last Jedi is a cool title. I think The Force Awakens is a great title. I do, so, too. I do too, yeah. yeah. I think we'll it's it, it, it'll be a good title no matter what. Yeah. What if they just call it Episode 9? We done, y'all. Uh-huh. We, done. we out. We <laughs> out. That's it. Episode, gotcha. What if it's called Episode 9, Rose's Journey? Oh, God. Ugh. 86 Rose. <laughs> Wait, what? Let's come up real Force quick. Time. What are some of the worst possible titles? Force Time. Um, Force Time. <laughs> Like the FaceTiming? Yeah, that's like what uh, what uh, Kylo and Ray were doing. Return of the Jar Jar. Oh, I love it. Episode 9, Kylo finally hits puberty. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> oh, I thought one that's going to be for the bonus episode. I can't no, say No, you got to say it. Just say it. I can't. You can't? I really, it's not. I, sh- I Don't. I then can't. don't, because I don't feel like editing it <laughs> okay, out. Okay, we'll be for later. <laughs> Will you write it down and show me real quick? Yeah, sure. Jesus Guys, Christ. Abby's telling me her offensive title, and I will deem whether or not she can say it on the podcast. This is very fun for me. No, you can say it. Where is it? It's not oh, God, no, I'm not you saying can't that. See it. Yeah, it's for later. <laughs> Bonus episode right. content, guys. It would have been better if you would have said it. No, I can't. Star I know. Wars episode you, nine. Moving on. Ray takes her shirt off. Is what Abby just it was wrote down. It her shirt because well, because Kyle already took his shirt off. So that's what oh, I was saying. God. You know what? Fine. It's way worse if I say it. It's funny yeah. if you say it. I was offended when you said it. <laughs> I can <laughs> say it. It's your idea. <laughs> well, it's uh, fine. Hey. It wouldn't be the first movie where we got to see Ray take their shirt off. Oh. I'm excited about that Ford Depp mirroring scene. Mm-hmm. Me All too. Right. You guys ready? I am pumped. You pumped? Episode four. No. No. Nope. <laughs> Number four. Number four. <laughs> the Russo brothers struck a deal with Warner Brothers that says they can make any of their movies. I love it. They're like, hey, you guys seem to be doing really well. Take any one of our properties <laughs> and just do it. Whatever you want. All right. So, one of the first properties the Russo brothers are thinking of tinkering with, producing and writing and possibly directing, a remake of Poltergeist. Abigail? Hmm. Who's first this time? I think it's Jake. Oh, me. It Mm. is me. I'm giving it one fuck. All right? I don't have that many fucks left. It's actually my only fuck I have left. Uh, Spoiler for the next category. But, yeah, I love Poltergeist. I saw it for the first time last fall in preparation for Halloween and for Halloween Horror Nights and I really enjoyed the Poltergeist house and I love the uh, the feel of the movie and the look of that movie. I love the acting. I think the mom is like super cool. Um, she's pretty cute. Uh, I am a little nervous honestly thinking about seeing it remade but I think that the Russo brothers can probably do something awesome with it. Um, and I initially was like thinking, oh, I don't want to see a horror remake. But then I thought of Pet Cemetery, and I was like, maybe, maybe it could be really good. So one fuck. All right, okay, Jake. Uh, zero fucks. Whoa, fuck this bullshit. Oh! Uh, Poltergeist is a perfect film. It's it's fucking Steven Spielberg at his best. The remake was awful and lifeless and soulless. And yeah, the Russo brothers are great, but Poltergeist, the original, is a perfect fucking film. It's like 
it fits right in with other early, you know, Steven Spielberg. It has that Steven Spielberg feel. It's got heart. It is scary. It's got some funny stuff. It is a fucking perfect movie. There's no way it's going like, hmm, I don't want to get into our Pet Cemetery talk, but uh, the reason <laughs> – the reason the new pet cemetery is good because the old pet cemetery is not very good. It's not good. very good. It's so. not very good. So there's room for improvement. There's no room for improvement here. They've tried to remake it once. Fucking leave it alone. It's leave it. Just get away from it. Get away from it. Zero fucks. Hope this doesn't happen. Um. Okay. I have no opinion. The first Poltergeist is amazing, but mm-hmm. whatever. I, I can't. Those guys are super talented. I could see them doing something. What? What if they were like, hey, this isn't a remake. It's in universe. It's a sequel. Ignores all the other sequels. Ah, who cares? Who cares? Uh, okay. Yeah. Jake still says zero fucks. Um, what if Poltergeist becomes part of the MCU? You ever think of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, let's move on. Okay. Let's move on. I'm all ready. Right. <laughs> Last but not least on the fuck budget, and I have a feeling we're not going to spend too much time on it. There's a new Lion King trailer that came out today. and We finally got to hear these fucking lions talk. <laughs> that's literally all i've been waiting for um i personally i have not really gotten super stoked on any of these disney remakes but i do like the lion king and just visually this one looks pretty awesome abigail yeah jake's going first this time okay jake <laughs> thanks for letting yeah. me know how many fucks do you give you know what, man? I I gave it one fuck, and it's like I almost was like, "Do I want to give it one fuck?" I the reason I gave it one is because, um, it does look like the look of it looks good. I I wasn't a huge fan of the Jungle Book. I think these like quote live action versions of Disney movies are kind of pointless. Um, but I do think there's a good cast here. And visually, it looks good. I do not like Scar's voice because it's like it (laughs) sounds like a watered down version of Jeremy Irons voice. And he was really good as Scar. So it like it sounds like the community theater, like they're trying to sound like Jeremy Irons. Okay. Um, I thought you were going to say say he sounds hot like Jafar. Yeah. Why is Scar (laughs) hot? Why does Scar sound so? Why does he look so sexy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, hey, hey. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Oh, I just gave it one fuck because, like, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued by it. I do like the original <laughs> Lion King, but overall, like, I don't know. It's like I kind of don't care. Mm-hmm. I just gave it one fuck. Whatever. Yeah. I like when Jake complains about Jafar being a hot dude. Um, I gave this zero fucks um, because I had none left to give. And this is the Lion King is not my like number one go to Disney movie. I think it's got a pretty decent soundtrack. I think that the voice actors like the the cast is like definitely impressive. So I'll see it. Who is it? Oh, just a lot. Of, I know Glover. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah. John Oliver, Beyonce. Beyonce. Um, yeah. I feel like this is a movie I'm going to watch on an airplane. And yeah. I, I don't need to like go and rush to the movie. What are you talking? Not unless they uh, have an airplane in the I back say of the that theater. Because I, I watched the Jungle Book <laughs> on an airplane, and so I just feel like that's going to happen with this movie too. Yeah, and that's my thought process. Well, there we go. There you are. Hey, real talk. Since we're calling people out, one time Abby watched Avatar on a plane, and she called me. She's like, "Dude, Avatar is good." I was so, watching it so. on another person's laptop that was sitting next to me too. <laughs> without <laughs> without like, any sound, it, it might have <laughs> actually. It. I was it like, might have actually been a different movie, but dude, it was good. 
I was like pressed up against my seat, like trying to look at his laptop without him seeing. <laughs> hey, turn it up, dude. Hey, Let me get shit. some of those earbuds. Let me get you one of those earbuds. Cheering on Let that me get camera, on that avatar, bro. Gags. Hey, bro. Um, <laughs> what's up? Let's talk about that soon. Let's Yay! talk about it. Uh, Finally. Last, last comment on Lion King. Um, I uh, I cannot wait to see these songs. I love all the songs from the Lion King. I'm very like I'm the target audience for this stupid movie because I liked it when I was a kid, and I'm like, yeah. I don't want to see it again, but different. Okay, now we can talk about. Hey, let's quit talking about these movies with cats in it. <laughs> Uh, uh-uh. uh, Alright, so if you have not seen the remake of Pet Cemetery, please uh well if you don't want to be spoiled, stop listening, go see it, and then keep listening. If you want to hear our thoughts on it, here we go. So Y'all. we're doing it. First doing let me it. read the Wikipedia. Pet Cemetery is a 2019 American supernatural horror film. I'm not gonna do that. Um, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, why was are we like, doing what? this? Well, because it's fun. Craig reading? That way I don't <laughs> Sorry, that was a that was a dick. There was a dick. Craig read? It was easy. Hey, joke's on you. I didn't read it. Ooh, I read, stopped. I had, did, I had somebody draw pictures to interpret. I just pounded the desk, I'm sorry. Okay. Um Pet Cemetery is out. It is a uh the highly anticipated movie, which is a remake of a 1990 original. Uh, Jake, I know the original is beloved in your heart. I know that both of you really, Hi. really love the book. Yeah. That's what I meant. The book. The book. It's okay. Yeah, for sure. For the sure. book. Oh, yeah. A lot of these old Stephen King movies, I, when people talk about them with a lot of reverence, I'm, I'm raising my eyebrows. Well, but, it's weird because like it, it's like I do love the original Pet Cemetery, but I love it because I can – I, we've talked about this before. You can love a movie and still know that it's a piece of garbage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can have fun watching a movie, but still be like the acting in this movie is the worst soap opera. Yeah, like, it, it is the original Pet Cemetery. It is fun and it does have some fucked up shit in it. But also it's like the worst acted over dramatic. Yeah, like there's so much it's not a good movie but it's like it's a fun movie and i liked it much more before i read the book after i read the book i was like oh god yes this is what they this is what they got Mm -hmm. from this book right and stephen king has gone on record saying that he has no idea how he wrote the book it's very fucked up and he he's almost like ashamed that these things these ideas came out of him um, it's one it, it is one of the darker like there's a lot of dark stuff and a lot of stephen king books and and this is one of the darkest like it's it's a heavy book yeah so but it's also beautiful and um yes and yeah. somehow uplifting a little bit in a way so At least um, the, mm. we all saw it and uh film stars jason clark who i've been a little back and forth on him uh like he's like He's really good in that one Planet of the Apes movie, but then like he's in that Terminator movie and it's awful. Mm-hmm. Probably not his fault, but uh, Jason. I don't think that's his fault at all. No. <laughs> uh, just, so Jason Clark, John Lithgow, um, and uh, Leo, <laughs> Leo, and uh, what are their names? The the cats. Leo and uh, Tonic. Leo and Tonic are two of the cats. Leo and Tonic are two two of the four cats. Two of the four cats that play church. Those are the two that have their own Instagram accounts. And you um, should go follow them. I'm working on getting uh, Leo and their owner on the podcast. So, (laughs) dude, I I, want to do. Even if we don't record that, I want to have a conversation with them for my own purposes. We're talking to that cat. I want to do a. Uh, a video Skype interview with them and like that way we can see that cute. Oh my thing. God. Can we do that? And then can we post it on YouTube? 
Sure. Yeah, okay. We're That'd planning that right now. Okay. And I'll get Gypsy because I really want them oh to Oh my be. God. We got to get these two together. We, I think that, that would be extraordinarily bad. I was like, I wish Gypsy was Jesus single. Uh, so. I wish Gypsy was single. Okay, cool. So, um, real quick, I, I want you guys to take deep dives into this because you're, you're, you, you deserve this opportunity. But Amy Seamitz, who played the mom, my take when we walked out of the movie, this is really weird. I looked at Abby, I was like, I think I got a crush on that mom. And I was like, I think I got a crush on that dad. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So uh, we all know what our feelings were going into it. Jake, I'll throw it to you. I'm not even going to ask you to rate it one to ten or give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. I just want to know what did you think of Pet Cemetery? Um, I think I I'll tell you, man. Halfway through this movie, I inst- I was like, I, I felt bad halfway through because I was like fuck this is good isn't it <laughs> I, I i did so much shit talking about the change and i i did have some problems with this movie um but the change of ellie to you know uh gage dying to ellie dying isn't what i had a problem with i feel like even with that change they still did a lot of things that were pretty accurate to the book in enough that i i, I came out really liking this movie. I want to, I, I want to try to check it out again. Um, up until the part where Ellie dies, it is a very accurate to the book, like mm-hmm. very, very close. They, they change minor things, but a lot of the stuff that gets changed is stuff that kind of like makes a little more sense or is stuff that just doesn't matter. You know, there's like, there's always like a couple beats that are important story details that you have to have. But besides that, it's okay to like play around with whatever else dialogue or the order of things. Um, and it all stays pretty true. Like, I really like that we get a Judd. Like one of the things that everyone always says about the original is how much everybody loves Judd and how everybody loves, um, that actor. Um, I, I'm, I'm forgetting his name from the original monster. Herman Munster, Fred Gwynn, Fred Fred Gwynn. Um, and yeah, he's like fun and charming and he's got a silly accent in that movie, but that's not how Judd is written at all. Like Judd is like, he's likable and you like him, but you can also tell that he's got some weirdness going on. He knows Mm -hmm. what's happening and he's like ultimately not that great of a person because he like ropes this family right into the circle that's been going on for like generations of people using the cemetery. Like he knows better. He's done it firsthand. He knows what's going to happen and he, he fucking does it anyway. And they even mention in the movie, like, he, he has a line where he's like, you just can't help it. Like, you just always think it's going to be better. It, it like tricks you into like, you know, yeah, doing it over and over. And I just think the whole movie like there's there's so much more. One of the things that I love in the book that, I you know, obviously I didn't know until it, that isn't in the original movie, but I didn't care until I read the book is that when Gage comes back in the end, he's got all this dialogue that's just mm-hmm. awful. Like yeah. the. He, he says all this really shitty stuff to Judd about his wife and and and, it, and it's completely cut out of the original. But it's it's like all word for word in this one. I yeah. mean, they give it, it. Obviously, it's Ellie now, but it's all there. And I'm Jay, like, can I can I ask you something? Because I was a little bit confused on that part. Um, yeah. Did was it implying that he tried to bring his wife back or he never did? No, there. That whole scene is kind of about like um, 
there's some issue like when his wife was still alive, there's a little bit of like infidelity issues and they're kind of like she she kind of brings up like you know norma fucking some other dudes and stuff like and and it might seem like that might seem out of nowhere whenever norma's not been in the like norma is alive in In the the book book, in the beginning her passing is like yeah it's like a halfway mark Mm -hmm. she's a she's she's alive for the first half and then she passes away and you you get a little more of that and it's it makes it more fucked up when ellie or when gage says those things because you've she's you've come to know her as like a sweet caretaker and then to hear that stuff is like, oh, right, right, up. right. But, but, uh, I don't think that that's, you know, neither one of the movies have her alive. And I, and I don't think that that's a change that really matters because mm-hmm. she's a, I wouldn't even call her a secondary character. You know, she's like far down the line, but that stuff that those lines that Ellie says to Judd, that, that, uh, that's good no matter what, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's even like, you don't have to have her in the whole film for that stuff to still kind of hit you and to see how much it bothers Judd. Yeah, I agree. And, um, I think that scene where Ellie discovers the gun in his bottom drawer, like kind of distills that idea of Judd not being such a great person, like kind of easily in that one scene. And obviously like that gun is used later in the movie. So it's, it's good that it was planted there. But when it comes to like all the switching with, uh, Ellie being the child that's, you know, lost in the movie rather than Gage. I I didn't miss and I, it didn't bother me yeah. like one little bit. Um, I really liked the actress that played Ellie. I really liked the bond between her and her dad. Um, I'm obviously a huge fan of cats and just seeing like church in this movie was, the cat was it, great. it made me yeah. so happy. Yeah. Uh, for Dude, me- I put the church from the fr- like I saw that picture of church from the first movie today because I was uh, just looking at pictures of the new churches. Yeah. And um this is a much prettier cat. Dude, it's yeah. a prettier cat. It's a prettier cat and um you know it looks like the cat on the cover of the book. It's like mm-hmm. a main it's a main character. I'm pretty main sure cute. in the book it is a main character. Yeah, yeah when they cast the cat from the first movie it's like, "Hey, anybody have a cat? Here's yeah. a cat." Here's a cat. A well, you know like back cat. in the day like black cats are always, you know, seen Bad as luck. like the evil cat or the scary, you know, it's, it's black cat is scarier. So that's why they use the black cat. And I think this cat He's fucking he's he's vicious and, yeah, he's and they, they did it all without much CGI. There's never a part in the movie where I'm like, look at this fucking dumb CGI cat. I don't nah, know dude. if there's any CGI cat. You I don't know? Think Just there the is. fact that the cat, I think it was Leo, the one that has like kind of a the eye. One of his eyes is like a little bit off. And it's like it, it just that is off putting. And the scenes in particular right. where he comes back and Ellie's trying to brush his fur. And then when that is mirrored, when uh, Lewis is brushing Ellie's hair, when she comes back in the bathtub and he finds the stitches on the back of her head, that stuff. I was like, ooh, I love this. Love this love this don't mind that it's different from the book at all it's all very good to to me like to me the change with ellie and gage isn't even the biggest that's not the biggest change in this movie the biggest change is like the biggest change is that in the book and in the original um lewis kills church and then kills gage and then he realizes that rachel is dead and then he himself takes her to the cemetery. And part of me is a little I feel like 
Lewis taking his wife to the cemetery after seeing what happens is 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 a little more tragic because he's just like in the book. He says, like, you know what? She hasn't, you know, Gage was dead too long. Like he she's Mm -hmm. only been dead. This will work this time. Mm -hmm. And you can see how the circle keeps happening. Yeah. So that's that to me is more tragic. But in in this movie, uh, (laughs) it's like fucking badass. It's it's crazy because Ellie brings Rachel to the cemetery and Rachel kills Lewis. And then we're like when. So when we went into this movie before, before I knew too much, I knew that the outcome of this movie was either it was going to have to be one of two things. In the book, Ellie is this is the lone survivor, and that's because she's not at the house. She stays with um, her grandparents in the book. And that's that's awful in the book because Ellie is the one the entire time who has all these questions about like death and what's going to happen and and what happens when you die. And it's tragic to have her be the only survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I there in the trailers and some pictures that came out, they show you Gage is there when Ellie comes back from the dead. So I'm like, OK, well, then that means either. Gage is going to have to die. I was like, either this entire family is dying or a parent is going to have to live in order for that child to live. You know what I mean? It's going to be one or the other. Um, And I kind of went in thinking somebody's going to live here. I was like, you know what? Lewis is going to live or Rachel is going to live. And then when it got to the point where Ellie is just, you know, repeatedly stabbing (laughs) Rachel in the stomach. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Rachel's dead. What is happening here? And then um, the ending to this movie with the entire family coming back, they're like, it's weird because like, it's like, oh, they're a family again, but they're all undead. And they're, and you know that this, this movie ends with like, oh, okay. They're about to kill this child. Oh my God. I loved it. Dark. That is such a dark ending. And while it is different from the book and I still love the book ending, I feel like this is equally as fucked up. And I, and I, it kind of reminds me of like the ending to the mist and the, the, the book ending and the movie ending to the bit mist are both different, but they're both like wonderful and sad and disturbing. And I, and I feel the same way here. I feel like it worked for this movie. Yeah, dude, I, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, when they like make their way towards the car and gauges inside there. Um, cause I think that, uh, Rachel like leaves him with instructions not to let anyone in. Maybe I, I know either way he's in there. The family comes up, you see church jump on the car and I'm, yeah. I'm like, I want to be a part of that family. Like, I found it uplifting. <laughs> I was like, I love them. Up, you, whenever you said uplifting, I'm like, what about this movie was uplifting? What? Nothing. It's just the fact that I like it. Um, yeah, that's yeah, great. Legitimately, um, that there's a, a Stephen King movie with lots of cats in it, which makes me happy, other than Sleepwalkers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, I also my other observation about Gage in this movie is the kid who plays him. A, he looks like Miko Hughes, but B... I feel like that kid had no idea that wasn't his family or that there was a movie being filmed around him because he seems to be having like the best time just like being a kid in every scene. Even at that last scene, I'm like, he has no idea. 
He he doesn't. I mean, he, I don't know how old that kid is. He's fucking young. But yeah. I think it makes sense to like to switch those roles up makes a little bit of sense. And especially because like in the um, in the original movie and in the book, Ellie is the one who who Pascal has kind of been like haunting. And it doesn't make a whole lot. of. She's old enough to like put things together a little more than Gage does. So it makes more sense for Gage to be like Pascal, Pascal. You know what I yeah. mean? And, um, yeah. Using like it just. It just fits a little better. I don't think this is the perfect movie. I have some problem. Like when Ellie comes back, it's a little weird at first when she's like she's she's so self-aware at first. She's like, I'm dead, aren't I? And all that kind of stuff is it's a little weird to me because in the in the book, it's like heavily implied that when they come back, they're different. But there's something inside of them that knows you know, it knows your fears. It knows that mm-hmm. it's not human. It all it wants is to fucking kill. And and it and Ellie got to that point, but the first part was like, oh, they're in a they're taking a bath, they're yeah. taking a nap together. This is a little weird, but um, I, I think thought, it. I thought that was. I agree with you, but I feel like that scene was worth it just to see uh, Lewis like the face he makes after he realizes that he's about to lay down and sleep next to his undead daughter. It was kind of funny because when she's like, daddy, am I dead? And or whatever she says, like he makes a really funny face before laying down to like sleep next to her. He's like, uh, kind of worth it. But he's like, this maybe it slows wasn't... the pace down a little bit. Like, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I maybe yeah. didn't do the right thing here. Yeah, um, I think it worked out. So I mean, not for them, but yeah. Uh, what about Zelda? Because I know we haven't covered. Yeah, that. we. I want to talk about Zelda real quick. I want to get something in here. Um, I, I really thought John Lithgow was great in this movie. He was for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought he like he's always good. Like he's a good actor. Um, and I kind of hope he gets like even like he should do more dramatic roles like this. Like he he's. He's charming, but he, Jake, he kind of has those characteristics you were talking about that Judd Crandall's supposed to have, where it's like, you like this guy, but right off the bat, it's pretty clear, like, he knows, uh, he knows that, um, he knows that he shouldn't be doing this stuff, you know? Right. I, 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 I agree with you, man. And I've, I've always liked John Lithgow and and you know, what's weird, like him and the dude who played Lewis were both in like some of the new planet of the apes films. That's weird. Uh, but anyway, he's great in that. And I remember when I saw that first planet of the apes film, that's a, you know, that's a pretty dramatic role for him. And even though it's, it's quite different, I still remember being like, Oh man, you know, he's great. Like he's, he's very likable. And, um, I, I was really excited from the start when I heard he was going to be playing Judd. He, he never, he was never like thinking about it. He was never like, oh, he should play Judd. But once I heard it, I was like, oh, that's a I feel like that's a great choice. Yeah. And I really like the scene where he comes and has dinner with them. And it's like clearly that scene that happens in horror movies where you're like, oh, this is the last time things are going to be good. <laughs> like yeah. dinner, <laughs> church is on his lap. Gage is happy about what's happening. Um, I really like that. But uh before we wrap up, I did want to talk about Zelda. So let's. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean that that stuff felt like the closest to like could have gotten to like the modern horror tropes kind of thing. But they did a really good job of like they kept it suspenseful. They kept it very creepy. They didn't rely on jump scares, and I thought it was well done and creepy as fuck. Yep. 
Yeah, I completely agree. That was some of the more like visceral, uncomfortable stuff to watch. Very shocking to watch Zelda drop down the dumb waiter, and yeah, it was. It was. I was like on the edge of my seat during all that. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I liked um, the Zelda stuff in the original is is very hokey. It's very like I watched the original Pet Cemetery the next day after watching this, and some of the some of the effects are great, but like. They got she sounds like the Wicked Witch of the West in the original. And it also kind of like the Zelda stuff kind of comes out of nowhere in the original and seems like, oh, what what the fuck is this all of a sudden? And in this movie, I really like the way they kind of imply that, um, you know, she's having more problems with Zelda because they're in this house and they're they're so close to the cemetery. Everybody is kind of like on edge and having weird things happen to them. Mm -hmm. And. I like the way that it's just like you get so many like quick flashes of Zelda. There's like a scene where they're talking about the cat and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I thought she's like, I thought you said the cat died. And he's like, he he says something like, yeah, I found him all twisted. And when he says the uh-huh. word twisted, they just they do like a point five second flash of Zelda because it made her think of how Zelda is all twisted. Yeah. I think all that stuff was done in such a better way than, than the original. Like, yeah, it does get a little modern horror ish, but she's scary looking. She's like legitimately scary looking. And they, I think they did a good thing with the noise. Like you can hear her doing the crawl. Yeah. I just think, I just think it was, I just think overall it was much more effective. Yeah, I agree. Very haunting stuff. Craig? No, I, I liked it. I mean, I, I don't have a connection to the book, uh, but uh, well, I should just bring... No, I love the book. Wow. My, <laughs> you know what part... You know, it's like you're reading a book, you know, this is a long book, but you're having fun. No, I yeah. thought it was great. I thought... Um, I didn't... I, I liked the trailers that I saw, so um, I, I was expecting to at least enjoy this movie. Um but I found myself thinking about it a lot afterwards. I want to see it again. And I think they did a really good job. I, it's not tearing the world on. Uh, oh, my God. I was just tearing the with, world on fire. God damn it. I'm just making <laughs> up phrases shirt. one after the other. Um, it's doing pretty good in the box office. I mean, it made its budget back. It's it's going to be a moderate success, but it's not like yeah. doing what it did. Um, exactly. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's pretty it's pretty Um, as far as I'm seeing, like in like kind of the community, like the horror community, it's pretty divided. A lot of people really hate it and there are a lot of people who who really like it um i don't think it's a perfect movie but i think it's a i think as far as like stephen king adaptations go i think this is on the better the better side i think it's a better adaptation than the original even with it not being completely uh you know accurate i still think it it, it comes off giving you a better feel like the book does than the, than the original film. Yeah. Abby, final thoughts? I would agree. I think it's got uh, a really good balance of like the way that the book is paced. Things are kind of slow and beautiful in the beginning and then they ramp up and get extremely fucked up by the end. I think that this movie follows that pace. I think it does justice to the book. I think it kept the spirit alive. Um, shout out to Leo and Tonic. I hope they're on the show soon because they're adorable. Um, yeah, I give this like 9.5 fucks out of 10 fucks i think it was not perfect but like extremely satisfactory uh and very enjoyable and i'll definitely rewatch it and i'd like to own it too when it comes out cool 
Yep. I agree. And Jake, do you take back everything you said about that trailer? <laughs> I don't take back everything, uh, but I, I do I, I do believe, and I think I said this earlier, I did have a pretty bad reaction to finding out that change happened, but I also was able to kind of bring myself down still way before the movie come out and kind of accept like, all right, well, they changed that, but that doesn't mean it's, and I, and I'm, I think I said that on the show I, that, that doesn't mean it's going to be an awful movie. I just had, a, I, I had a, I had a bad reaction to that trailer and you finding, I'm, I'm glad I, I, I'm still glad I, I knew that ahead of time, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's exactly why you should be optimistic. Even if something is looking different or not, what you want, like I, I still think the movie turned out pretty great. There you have it. There you have it. Well, cool. Well, we recommend everybody go see Pet Cemetery. Let us know what you think yeah. on the official Facebook group for Yes Have Some called Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Abby's going to tell you how to get there. Do it. And when you get there, find the thread that we posted yesterday. We're doing welcome videos. People Dude. Tell, it was, I love that. Yeah, I, like I was going to shout that out anyway. Go for it. We'll, uh, well, first of all, just search for Yes Have Some Podcast on Facebook. Scroll down. You will find, yes, have some YHS group therapy. We have 501 members, and we are celebrating that. So ask to join. I approved someone today, and then I bragged about it in a text to Jake. So you should go and ask to join. And then, like Craig just mentioned, find that thread. It's basically like we're celebrating all the new people. And you can make yourself a nice little video introducing yourself and talking about your collection and what you're stressed about. I made one today. It was a lot of fun, and it's up there. So do the same, and I'll look forward to seeing you guys in group therapy. Cool. And then you can follow Yes Have Some on Twitter and Instagram at YHS Podcast. And we have a brand new website at uh, – there's no at. That's not how websites <laughs> work. <laughs> www. I'm tired. www.yhspodcast.com is the new site, and you can get links to all of our social media from there. We've got some videos. We got the podcast embedded there. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, make sure you're doing it in iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. And that is all she wrote for this week. Anything else from y'all? Or are we going to sign off? That's it. That's it, Next guys. week, Leo and Tonic. Next week? <laughs> just Abby and the cats. Probably not, because uh, we got a little bit of... It's just going to be uh, me going, oh, you're such a cute little man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Episode 9 trailer. Next week, we're going to break it down. Yep. Jake, you got a little tattoo convention. You're going to be out of town this weekend. Yep. Uh, Abby, you're going to be... Cool. You're going to be I'm going to cool. be cool. Just keeping it cool. And uh, I'll be down the street watching the Star Wars trailer from... Yeah. <laughs> Cool. From 300 yards away. All right, we'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Love you.